0: Welcome to a very special episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm joined by my two very talented co-podcasters, Jimin. Hello. And Nat. Hi. And like I said, this is a uh, non-regular, this is not a regular episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, This is hopefully only the first in a kind of series of uh, more fandom-focused episodes that focus on different aspects of K-pop fandom. Um, Since we frequently talk about um, things that go on with K-pop fans and how K-pop kind of manifests itself, on uh, the internet and how it manifests itself um, as kind of a, just a fandom like giant. We have very like specific topics that we can kind of go on for hours about that really need their own separate podcast to discuss. So for this podcast, we have decided for our very first topic that we are going to discuss the issue of fan fiction. (laughs) So fan fiction is kind of a controversial topic, not so much as it used to be. But uh, for those of you that live under a rock or maybe just are not very familiar with uh, fan Tropes and things of that nature. Fan fiction is a term that is used to describe stories and characters or settings written by fans of the original work instead of the original creator. And this can be a popular TV series or a movie or a cartoon or anime. And it can also be used. For real people. In that sense, very many fanfics are uh, starring or feature real people in made up situations. And this is where we get into the issue of K pop fanfiction. Fanfiction starring, or I should say, RPF, which is real people or real person fanfiction, is not a new thing. And K pop is just kind of the most recent uh subset of that category where we have musicians uh, starring in stories or fantasy epics or romance stories or dramas written by fans about their favorite artists and k-pop with its expanding popularity thus has an expanding set of fan fiction and with how how you has kind of become uh, very more uh, present in American society today I think you can kind of see the correspondence in fandom online especially with fan works like fan fiction so we are going to talk about fan fiction today we're going to talk about our uh, opinion on the proliferation of RPF fanfiction, and also talk about our own favorite fanfiction that we've read. And so I hope this is a very good discussion and that you all will listen all the way through. And let's begin by just talking in general about our opinions of fanfiction. In general, fan fiction is one of those things where it's kind of a gray area. There are some people that oppose it on principle because they feel that it is not a legal way of... It's not legal, basically, some people feel to take a person's creative output and then taking it for your own. There are some very popular authors that condemn fan fiction basically and are not in favor of it. And also on the other hand, there are very many authors that are completely in favor of it and are very open to it. JK Rowling is one and she is, I mean, Harry Potter fandom has one of the hugest, I'm sure you can imagine fan fiction archives on the net I mean you can just find countless numbers of fan fiction on Harry Potter but in general when you get into RPF fan fiction that's a little more of a gray area because you are taking real people and kind of manipulating them <laughs> in a sense into your fantasies and When you really think about it, it can seem kind of weird and uncomfortable, especially if you think about it from that person's point of view. That being said, I think when you think about idols um, K-pop idols and what they sell and what their images are, they are very much a false persona in a sense. And when you think about you know the type of fanfics people write i mean it's not like they know these people personally so it's not like they're writing false gossip or false you know trying to spread rumors about this person that are not true it's completely false made up and it's based on information that they have made up or mean that is probably not true however I can also see the point of if you're someone, even if you're a worldwide famous person, to see someone that is taking your name and your image and just writing (laughs) erotic fan fiction where you are the star, that's got to be very awkward and unsettling. So I can see both sides of it, although I kind of lean toward depending on how that person is is being portrayed rpf is i don't think it's inherently harmful but i do want to get the viewpoint of my co-podcasters jimin and nat to start out jimin what are your thoughts on fan fiction in particular um
1: my thoughts on fan fiction um I personally think that I kind of separate them into two categories in my head. I separate it into the um, E.L. James kind of fan fiction, which is based off of another work of fiction and then the RPF fan fiction. Um, When it's based off of another work of fiction, it's much easier to digest in many ways. And it's much easier for, I think, for a lot of people to be interested in. Um, because it takes something that is completely fake and it interprets it differently or interprets different elements of it that maybe wasn't focused on in the what's actually going on in the, the show, the movie or the book um, or the canon world, I guess. And I personally have been intrigued by... Um, that type of fanfiction, it was, it, it's, I've read that type of fanfiction and enjoyed that type of fanfiction. Obviously not <laughs> any of it, not Shades <laughs> Gray, no offense, <laughs> no offense to her. I mean, I'm sure she's living her best life. Um, I haven't, I didn't, that's not one of them, but I can see how that can be interesting because it opens up sort of a new avenue, a new world for the the reader or the watcher. Or whoever it, whatever medium they're consuming the media from, that and turning it into um, fan fiction. In terms of RPF, (laughs) RPF is really, really, really touchy with a lot of people. The way that I'm kind of like you and Ash in the sense that I can see both sides. I can see a side of it where I can understand why people would find it um, unnerving. I can also see a side of it where I can see how you can completely divorce the quote-unquote real person from the fiction Um, simply because, first and foremost, you don't really know the real person, so to speak. So anything you write is just either an assumption based off of what you think of them or their persona, or it's just also, again, completely fiction. You're completely making something up and using that person's likeness as sort of a medium. Lots of times, if a screenwriter is writing a story, they're envisioning a certain actor or actress or even people that they know. Um, More often than not, it's people that they know. So it's almost like they're making fan fiction of people that they know and just changing the names. I can see how that can be a thing and not be creepy, not be weird or anything like that, because it's like, you're still writing fiction, completely fake personas, You're just kind of using um, a source of inspiration, which could be this person's likeness, the way they look. It could be a specific trait that they have, physical trait, what have you. It's not like you're actually writing that person. Where I think it is a little bit (laughs) like a part of it that I think is uh, maybe too far is if you're trying like if, if a person is writing fan fiction and they are then saying, this is a direct representation of this celebrity or whoever, and they're putting them in situations that are very uncomfortable. Um, I like to reference self-insert fanfiction. I think that that can be (laughs) very uncomfortable. It's not something that I would enjoy personally. Not saying I don't judge people who do, but it's just not something that I would be into just because what it is, is that you're kind of sort of, (sighs) I don't even know how to explain it. It's not the same thing as like creating a fictional personality and then thinking of a person's face to put that personality on because that's what a movie is it's it's like you're doing a it's a fictional personality and then using an actor a face um to deliver that personality it's the reason why we can watch Game of Thrones and be mad at um D&D and not be mad at Kit Harrington for Jon Snow being an idiot you see what I'm saying um it's I think it's very different when you get into, like, that self-insert stuff, which, to me, honestly let me be real, it's cringy. It's odd to me. Like, like sort of this, like, fantasy fulfillment. Now, I know that that's what sort of fan fiction is supposed to be, and I get that. Um, I think it's when you get into RPF and specifically, like, self-insert stuff, that is just so cringy to me. And I would, like... I. I can see how some artists could be flattered by it. I've actually there's been some K-pop artists who've come out and said they like reading fan fiction about themselves. I can also see how somebody can be completely creeped out about it, um, because it's in the, in that kind of way, it's kind of it can be kind of cross a line to where, for example, um, the rumor mill and like gossip. A lot of the rumor mill like stuff that's posted in those like tabloids. It's just stories that's made up by people. So um, I, I think that that's where RPF kind of gets further dissected. I personally don't think that there's a problem if it's RPF, but it's completely false personas. Like it, it's, it's, it's completely out of touch with what um, the real world in a sense. Like, yeah, you're just kind of using these people as false. Faces to deliver your story. And so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on RPF versus like fanfiction based on fiction. Which even fanfiction based on fiction can be creepy because it can it can somehow make its way back around to the real person. Not trying to call anybody out, but I remember there was a big thing with the guys, the cast of um Supernatural, where um one of the actors was starting to feel really uncomfortable because the The fans were creating fan fiction about the show, but what they were doing was they were projecting the fan fiction about the show onto the real people. And they were saying, "Oh Misha Collins really is in this relationship with like the guy who plays, I forgot his name, J- Jensen Apples, that's his real name. Uh, they're in like this real like relationship or whatever. And it's super uncomfortable. and Jensen apples is like, dude, I'm married with like a child. It's creepy. Don't do that." Um, So even to that it can cross a line I just think it's all about like not crossing that very delicate line where you're realizing that this is fiction It's not something that can really happen. It's not something that has really happened. It's just a scenario that You're putting the scenario that you're putting into the world that you're using um, These real people as sort of actors their likeness as actors instead of using their real personalities and things like that it's just kind of like i just need a face for this character and then this is the face that i chose i hope that makes sense (laughs) i hope you guys understand where i'm coming from with kind of tying it back to like screenwriters and how they sometimes write their movies they're almost always envisioning some sort of actor either a real person that they know or a celebrity that's an actor acting out their script
0: no that totally makes sense
2: yeah it does i do agree. With the distinction, I think, between uh, when you just use somebody as a base for a character, Mm -hmm. like in the face of a character, versus when you're like um, writing Wincess stories, which is what they called, you know, because, okay, so Supernatural, right, has the brothers, Dean and Sam, right? And -hmm. a lot of people were really into writing Dean and Sam together, and they called it Wincest, and it was like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the guys themselves are like really uncomfortable with it as well too. So, I mean, there's there's definitely like lines that people cross, mm-hmm. whether where they sort of tie their fantasies and their own personal fantasies into something that does more than just take the face of a, of a of an actor. You know, it takes her personality. It it, it tries to make it real. And that is where it gets really creepy. Um, I'm still really new to real person, fan fiction or RPF. i have for the longest time, I kind of knew it existed, but I never read it because it was just like weird. It was just like really, really weird to me. Mm -hmm. And so for like over 10 years, I've been reading fan fiction, obviously, like. But it's always been based on fiction, so it's always been based on like TV shows like Roswell and Buffy and Um Wintry Hill and blah blah blah, and then like, or it's been based on like novels like um Nalini Singh's Ch- Changeling, um, her series, or um Jane Austen, you know, or uh, Harry Potter, as we mentioned, J.K. Rowling. And so, like, the things, or movies, obviously, as well, too, uh, Casino Royale and stuff like that. So, for me, it was always based on fiction. And I never really had, like, I, there's some messed up stuff on in fan fiction, for sure. But, like, I never really looked for really weird stuff. I mean, the most I read is, like, smut and, like, whatever. But, like, that's <laughs> that's the extent of it. I never really got into like some of the darker avenues but um I, I think i told you guys this before but i haven't mentioned it on the podcast but like when my one of my favorite um fan fiction authors uh faded uh, underscore addiction she writes like sailor moon and she did harry potter and community and like all this other stuff but like her writing is so so beautiful like it's like almost like poetry and i, I love it i, I Everything that she's written I read and I love it. All she got into K-pop and she really she really got into K-pop. Um and she just started writing all this like real person fan fiction and I was like for the longest time I was like oh god damn it like now like the stuff that I want to read she's not writing anymore and like it's just all this fan fiction and what am I going to do? And then I just like eventually I just kind of gave in. And so I started reading it and I was like this is kind of weird but also like she never writes it like like, she writes stories and she puts these characters, uh, these actors or these K-pop artists, whatever, she sort of inserts them in them into the stories. And it's like, when you read it, you never really think like, oh, this is like Irene or this is like Taeyeon. You just read it and you're like, oh, this is a character and this is what they're going through. And I, feel, I think that's why it, it kind of didn't feel weird when I started getting into them. Um, I mean, I only really read her like um SNSD stuff anyways, like because those are the only people in K-pop that I'm kind of interested in. And so <laughs> I was just like, if I'm not I'm not really like into Red Velvet or Got Seven or any of these other people. So I just don't kind of ignore it. Um and so I have then ventured into other um rpf stuff and it is kind of weird especially the like imagine you and i don't know sebastian stan are dating and he cheats on you and it's like really strange and weird and creepy and i'm just like like if you just want like to fantasize about an actor like whoever the actor is like most people just do that like they just fantasize on their own on like you know you have a brain you have a mind you do that you know like why are you writing about like Jai Courtney like I don't know choking you or some shit like that like it's weird you know like, no I get it I, I didn't, didn't
1: want to just I didn't want to like flat out just be like shaming people but like, no I mean like, I get okay. where you're coming from like I don't for me personally okay yeah, N- exactly. no offense to you guys who do enjoy it it's just when I read I read for entertainment and escapism
2: I don't read for like You know what I mean? Like, I don't read for, like... Yeah, no, I get it. And and honestly, like, I'm not trying to shade or shame or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just saying, for me, from my perspective and, like, what I get out of reading, there are lines that I just don't cross and things that I'm not interested in. (laughs) And, like... I I've seen some really messed up things in fan fiction. Cause I mean, I've been reading it for years and years. I mean, I was reading it off of geo sites or oh. GeoCities, I can't even remember the name of it. That's how old it is. Like, and when they had like, um, like platforms for like Roswell fan fiction. And it's really funny. Cause it's like full circle. Cause I got into fan, I got into fan fiction through Roswell and like, it's honestly consistently the only thing that I've continued to write.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, It's, it's so weird like to see like the evolution and how like people are now writing novels based on fan fiction and like making millions of dollars off of it and just how everything's sort of grown right but then it's 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 also grounded in the idea that people love characters people love actors so much that they want to create these you know stories around them where these they you know they they have so much love and admiration in a lot of places or even just anger sometimes people write because they hate something that happened in a show or something that happened in a movie that seems to be the best
1: stuff though yeah
2: and and they want to change it and they want to give voices to like more marginalized you know characters on these shows who are ignored and like who whose stories have been completely you know crapped on and like there's so many good I, I think what I want to say is that there's so much good in the at the end of the day with fan fiction and I have so much love and I have so much respect for it that even the darker avenues of it, you know, like those are just like, everything's going to have a negative aspect to it. And that is for me is like the negative aspect of fan fiction is that sometimes I think people do take it a bit too far. And I think they forget that, you know, at the end of the day, some of these people, you know, they don't really like being, you know, imagined in these, you know, situations where they're like i don't know getting pegged or some shit like it's weird you know like that be ugly yeah it's it's like it's <laughs> weird for them right and like for me like because of like how as i said what i get out of fanfiction what you get out of fanfiction are going to be different and i just mm-hmm. like i i think that there are should be universal laws like not written or anything like that but just like understood i think at the end of the day when it comes to fanfiction like i don't really like there's some things that people write that are more on the side of like what men get out of porn, I think. And for me, as I said, like when you're dealing with two consenting adults, what you do in the privacy of your bedroom, you know, sex room, whatever is your own <laughs> business. I or mean, specifically for sex. Chris, Evans has, Chris Evans sold a house. And he had like a 100,000K sex room at the bottom of that house. So, I mean, everybody's really into it, you know? Wow. Uh, (laughs) Well, speaking of... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, I I just want to touch on a point that you made earlier about people writing things because they don't like how something went. Or they they don't like a situation. I find that... um, that, that, I I don't think that's creepy at all. I actually think that's perfectly fine if yeah. it's fiction okay yeah and if it's if it's based on like because first the one of the first things that happened when game of thrones did it was a bunch of youtubers who were like game of thrones youtubers who were coming out with how i would have ended game of thrones yeah. that is still fan fiction whether you want to consider it or not it is fan fiction because it's a fan <laughs> coming up with a fiction based yeah. off of this source material and yeah. so the, a lot of those are really good because they're like well, you know, instead of spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, which I don't know how, but they're <laughs> like, you know, instead of brand becoming, you know, king of the north, I would have had um, somebody that made, I don't know, a, a lick of sense, just any amount of sense over brand. You know what I mean? And they're just, and it's not like a story per se, but it's like, some of them are stories. Some of them, they turn them into stories, but some of them are just like, they're just giving their ideas and like, how they would have done it and showing how they would have done it, which is still in an aspect of fan fiction, and that type of thing is perfectly fine to me. Like, if you don't like the way a show ended, more power to you to end it better than the writers. Um, to me, that's creativity that at the end of the day. Now, if you don't like that, um, Jenny dated Kai, <laughs> that's totally different, you know what I mean? Like, you get what I'm saying, right? You're crossing a line, like, oh, yeah. This, Really weird line That I don't get What you're getting out of this I, I'm sure that you're getting Something out of it Or you want not be writing it I just don't get What you're getting out of it I That's yeah. not me Personally
2: No I get it And like honestly I think That um, Writing out of Discontent Is one of the better <laughs> Motivators I think For a lot of people Especially when they start Writing fan fiction Because mm-hmm. it's like I felt like I read a lot of like Bonnie and Damon fan fiction from the vampire diaries and all of it was in response to how the show treated Bonnie, you know, Mm -hmm. and how like they were pretty racist at the network and they didn't want Bonnie and Damon to have scenes together from season two on. And like, you know, all the stuff that was going on. so like some of the best fan fiction was written in response to that. And it, and you know, it's, it, I think that drive, that passion for what you Or watching what you're consuming. I think it's beautiful when it sort of manifests itself into like fan fiction and like fan videos and, you know, just just squealing and posts and tweets and things like that. I think that is what people I I mean, if I created something, that is something that I would want obviously mm-hmm. not everybody's like that or not, not every or not every author or creator feels that way but if I was creating something and people loved it so much that they were you know creating new things out of it like I would feel like pretty amazed by that
1: to they honest. say they say imitation is the highest form of flattery I mean exactly just look at just look at the way the twilight author the way she treated um 50 chance of I mean, she she didn't she didn't like shun her or like I, I know J.R.R. Tolkien is dead, but George R.R. Martin talks all about how J.R.R. Tolkien is one of his greatest inspirations. And and, you know, he would the reason why he wrote Game of Thrones or, you know, Song of Ice and Fire the way he did was because he there was some discontent in, in the way J.R.R. Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings in, in The Hobbit in that whole world. He felt that, you know, it was it was. In a way too perfect, in the sense that you know, you had these perfectly black and white characters. There was no moral gray area. There were you know what I mean? There were there were no Jamie Lannisters in J.R. talking stories. Everybody was either perfect or Sauron, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. And 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 I admire that. I think that you you're right. That's that's beautiful. You know, every even to even to Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is a fan fiction of the song of Ice and fire. <laughs> Of course, it is. It is. It really is. Anything that's ever been adapted, these Marvel movies are all fan fiction of Stan Lee's original works. These are all some form of fan fiction. They are people taking something that they loved, that was, you know, source material and adapting it. And I think it can be great when it's used for that purpose. I think it can be very um, harmful when it's used for... um, I know we're not really kind of touching on this, but I'm going to be real. I do think it's in a way kind of harmful when it's used for wish fulfillment.
2: Yes, because as I, you know, like, and that's kind of where I wanted to, or I wanted to land on it, I think, because as I said, like, I mean, if there are certain things that I'm into that a lot of people are not into, there's certain things other people are into, I'm not into, like, it's not, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to be like, oh, this is, it's like black, it's a black and white issue, because it's not, Mm -hmm. but... As you said, like, sometimes, okay, for me, fantasies are personal. Mm. I wouldn't write out a fantasy, like, a straight fantasy in fiction with, like, um, I don't know who's hot, uh, Chris Evans or, you know, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, like, I mean, I just, I think for me personally, fantasies are a personal thing. So I would Mm -hmm. never... Like even in the things that I've written and whatever, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't put a straight fantasy in it in the same way, like like those Imagine books that somehow got published, <laughs> like you know those um Imagine you well, have you never heard of them? Okay, so basically there's books that were like scenarios
1: that got yeah. published. Yeah,
2: I'm so confused. So I saw this in the in Indigo, like one of the Indigos here. There's, like our big book chain in Canada, uh, and they have these books and it's like Imagine and it has like all these like fan fiction I guess writers or whatever and you know like Imagine You and this I you they couldn't use real like actor names or anything like that I think because of copyright yeah, issues life-right. obviously yeah. yeah but they could you know like Sandy here doctor and he's doing this and you're doing that and it's like that was a bit too much me personally. That stuff is real. I never thought that stuff was real. Yeah and I the only reason I knew what it was when I saw it in the bookstore is because like when I had started getting into um, real people fan fiction I wanted to sort of give it a chance and so I ran like a kind of you know like sort of typing in like actors names and stuff like that just to see what it was about and a lot of it's like I noticed that whenever you have like this person and original character That's usually what it comes into. It's usually like a wish thing. So it's in a lot of ways it's like, you know, I don't know, um, Tom Cruise, you know, like is taking you out for dinner and like, you know, you run into your ex-boyfriend and like these are the situations and the scenarios and it's it is a bit strange to me, like personally to me. I don't think though that I would consider that per se as harmful because I've seen Things that were a lot worse, I think. I just think that... I'm trying to figure out what it can, what you're seeing that's worse. Oh, my God. you said that multiple times. I think consent... I think... Okay, oh, well, to be okay, real... No, like, no, 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 no. I consent, know what you're talking about. Consent in fiction, like, that is usually, like... Like, it's a hard... It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are really into, like, dubious yeah. consent and things like that. And so... Or, like, they, like, you know they like to put fan fiction with people who are like have huge age gaps where the person's like a minor and whatever and it's like yeah it's like okay you know you like when you're watching a show like Dawson's Creek or like whatever these are adult actors playing teenagers but they're always adult actors so like if you write fan fiction about it you're writing it about an adult actor (laughs) who's playing a teenager like you know it's a different sort of story right Mm than if you are writing you know like a 12 year old and like a 18 year old and it's supposed to be romantic like it's not it's it's weird it's no. illegal in a lot of places as well yeah. you know so and I think I, I didn't even realize that's
1: where you were going because oh yeah, if I Realize yeah. not realize I would have been like girl you know like I that I think that's also part of the whole this sort of stigma that fan fiction carries of being yeah. weird is that there is a pre- because people feel like they can't express it in any other way and you don't, and that sort of thing is, I'm, I'm going to say that it's common in fan fiction. I think it's definitely gotten better with the um sort of advent of, like, Tumblr kind oh, of okay. community. At the same time, the Tumblr community kind of, in that same breath, i have like, it's kind of worse because of the fact that Part of the problem with Tumblr was that that was going on. I know there's like a big controversy last year. And I was like reading articles about it. And a big part of the problem is there was a lot of people who were using Tumblr as like a counterculture website. Kind of yeah. like the way those neckbeards were using 4chan.
2: Yeah. You know, no, like were. to
1: post their weird stuff. their not just weird, but completely illegal and horrifying things. Yeah. um, And trying to get sympathy from it because Tumblr was about basically like accepting people for who they are so they were like and you should yourself. yeah you should accept me because i'm expressing that i have this really messed up creepy illegal fetish
2: yeah um, no it was a breeding ground i mean like the whole thing with them getting rid of like adult adult content aka porn was like huge for that reason because porn like Tumblr, was known just for pretty much as a porn voice after a while like it was just (laughs) yeah that was what it was known as
1: also too we it kind of goes back to what we're talking about a couple weeks ago the infantilization of the k-pop voice um that plays into the the whole fan fiction that's got these weird age gaps because sometimes people go well jungkook's cute so it's okay because he's not actually acting like a 21 year old he's acting like 15 year old or you know what i mean and it gets a real creepy real fast and that's what i mean by like it can be harmful and yeah. i don't that's not something that that's my like my line is i don't I, i'm not at all into the i mean i have so many lines that it's, it's kind of ridiculous but at the same time like i think that that's reasonable for me to be like well i kind of cut it off at anything that seems like it's the the writer's fantasy to be put in sort of that sort of situation even to like for example zooming out of k-pop and going into just fan fiction in general even to 50 shades of gray like mm-hmm. i remember when robert pattinson was doing like his um, interview rounds for that movie for the first movie he was like it just i mean not i mean not twilight. Fifty shades of Grey, twilight yeah like robert pattinson was like it just feels like this is uh what's her name stephanie meyer it just yeah. feels like this is her fantasy this is yeah. you know and he was and so was so out. disgusted <laughs> it was like just so weird, weird. <laughs> He's like It's like she wants to actually sleep with her own fictional character. Yes. And some people do. And yeah. I think that it can be uncomfortable for a reader. At the same time, it's it's also too, if you're seeking that sort of thing out, it's on you as a reader. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you can't just always blame it on the writer because you opened the book. You exactly. saw the summary. You saw the plot summary.
2: I like, uh, yeah. And as I said, like, like, just to touch on everything that we've kind of been going back and forth with, it's like for me when it comes to fan fiction and when it comes to things that I consider to be harmful I always actually just take a cue from what I notice about like dude bro con like um culture Mm because I feel like whatever dude bros are really into (laughs) it it negatively sort of impacts women for the most part and then on top of that it kind of like it it always sort of hits that really weird consent line and so it like for me, I if I if I see and this is why tagging is so important, especially on like archive of our own and whatever. Because if you tag your shit properly, then I don't have to worry about re- reading a fake and liking it and then get into something that I can't get past, you know. And so, for me, it's like if I see something and it's like um, dubious consents and like. Um, I don't know, like blood and gore and all this weird, like all this stuff that some people are really into and I'm not at all into. Then, you know, for me personally, I'm like happy to like exit out of that vicinity and sort of just like move on. But it always sort of nags at me like that certain things that, you know, are illegal and certain things that people would never sort of talk about in like public spaces or even semi-public spaces. Maybe this is like a something that's only then discussed, you know, online, you know, via firewalls or whatever. Like it always sort of like nags at me that like, you know, with the positives of of the internet, this is still like a breeding ground for certain things, you know? Certain things that are extremely harmful, extremely toxic, extremely dangerous, you know? And obviously I don't, you know, we can get into the conversation about like censorship on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, obviously it's like, it's the conversation that people have been having for years and, you know, like it is really dangerous because, you know, freedom of speech is a thing. And unfortunately that also means that some people, you know, who you don't think should have a voice because they are dangerous and toxic and, and, you know, poisonous. And like they, you know, unfortunately do have a right to, to say what, on their
0: their mind as well too even if they're wrong so it Mm. it's 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 touchy i was going to kind of segue into k-pop fan fiction specifically and just asking if you guys read k-pop fan fiction like on your not for this podcast but like for your own on your own time like when did you start like where did you start reading or if you don't like what kept you from reading k-pop fan fiction or did something kind of repel you from it I can say personally that when I first got into k-pop uh fan fiction was kind of a pretty quick like thing for me because like all my fandoms have been that way because that basically started from like my very first fandom when I was like 11 and I got into Backstreet Boys and, you know, you got into boy, boy band fan fiction and all of that sort of thing. So that's kind of the pattern that I've always followed. So like my first instinct was to look for that. And my my place of looking for fanfiction was Soompi, which is um as far as K pop fanfiction goes, it's fairly fairly benign. Like you're not gonna find anything too um too salacious on there, too um, explicit. And there's a lot of um, non kasu fanfic, which is um, basically fanfic that is starring usually um, maybe one uh, K-pop idol and uh, a original character. Or sometimes they will just have like what is assumed to be two Korean characters that aren't even idols. Like people would just write to write and they would write pretty good stuff. Um, I think unfortunately Soompi's fanfic section, which was on their forums, is pretty, like, it's pretty deserted nowadays. Um, I don't think there's a lot of updates, a lot of people writing, but at one point there was a lot of really good stuff on there, a lot of uh, multi-fandom fanfic, which you don't see much anymore, um, a lot of creative stuff. It wasn't just, uh, imagine me going on a date with this guy, you know, sort of thing, (laughs) which is what, you know, I used to kind of look for my whole thing when I used to read fan fiction was, you know, looking for original stories with these characters. And, you know, it wasn't so much about the, you know, I guess nowadays it's about the fantasy of imagining, you know, yourself with this person and what would happen. But, you know, the whole thing with me was, you know, the the story and then the characters are secondary i remember there was this one fan fiction that never was never updated and that was like (laughs) that was like my biggest regret because i you know i even like in my like desperation even like directly messaged the author and was like you know, what are you going to update, sort of thing. I loved, I really enjoyed it so much. And of course, you know, I encountered the thing where the person writes it and then stops writing. And then, you know, you're left with an unfinished fanfic. But, and I can't remember exactly the name of it. I think it was called Ocean Blue. Um yeah I think that was the name of it Ocean Blue and it was a multi fandom fanfic and it was starred the Wonder Girls and it was set in the future when people were living um you know up in the sky or whatever, because the earth had become so polluted we couldn't live there anymore. And the world had regressed back to like monarchies or whatever. <laughs> and so the, and the Wonder Girls were starring in it and they all had different uh, different roles. And it was like Wonder Girls 21 and Big Bang, I think had the main roles in 2PM. And 2PM um, were uh, like, I think, no, Big Bang and Twenty One were pirates. Y- Yan Yanni was like one of the main characters and she was like captured by pirates who pirates who were Big Bang and the rest of the Wonder Girls were part of it and I think uh, Sunye was a princess and she was captured by 2PM who were also pirates. Like it, it was it was really it was a great fantasy epic which I'm a sucker for and it was one of those things that was never finished and I was always like oh my gosh I wish I was creative enough to finish this because it's starting out so good but
1: that the writer will hear this and then just finish it specifically for you
0: (laughs) finish it please no um I mean whoever it is is probably not even listening to k-pop anymore um but yes uh that's kind of my you know, short history with that. But yeah, that that's kind of my, my relationship to K-pop is, you know, I read it and I it was kind of story first and then character secondary. I, I look at the characters as kind of like adding the flavor to the story. I'm kind of adding that um, uh, sense of familiarity where you feel that you can kind of relate to a story more because you can say, oh, I know this I know these people even though you don't really know them but you know that's kind of the feeling that you get that kind of enhances the story for you so what about you guys in k-pop
2: uh well um I think I kind of already touched on it like my favorite fan fiction author started writing k-pop fan fiction and I was just like well I guess sure and so I started um I just sort of like Tip my toes and i was like hmm is she still writing the same because it's like the writing that is always the best part for me um it doesn't matter like for me a lot like the character like who it's based on if it's a character based sort of thing like i have to like the characters obviously in whatever capacity that they sort of are part of so if it's on a tv show a movie whatever like i have to actually like them in order to read about them because like if that's the face I'm going to be imagining or, you know, like sort of like the voice or whatever, like it has to be someone that I like. <laughs> uh, so I would start reading and I'd be like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it's still the same sort of like prosy, you know, interpersonal um, musings kind of things that she was writing. And I liked it. And like, she writes a lot of like Teon and Jessica fan fiction. And like, they were my two favorite members of Girls' Generation. Um. And I mean like I still like listen to their music a lot. So I was kind of like, okay, this is not my thing normally because I, I really don't read a lot of slash. I I think I'll share the only slash that I have ever really read has always been like um this fan fiction and also that time I read that um Liam and Zane one that somebody wrecked me randomly. I'm so
1: dead that you just said Liam and Zane. I'm so dead. <laughs> I, I forgot One Direction existed for like a clean ten years until you said that.
2: Yeah, somebody um, wrecked like a, a good friend of mine actually wrecked this um, time traveler, right? Time traveler's wife fan fiction based on Liam and Zane. and it was fantastic. Like, I was blown away. Even though there were some parts of it that I was kind of like, mm, I'm not really sure about what you're writing here um, because of the whole time travel thing, but. So that's how I kind of got into it. Uh, I'm still not completely here. Like, if I'm going to read fanfiction on my own time, it's going to be stuff that I want to read about. So, like, right now, it's, like, not (laughs) K-pop because K-pop is really just real people fanfiction. And uh, that's not sort of stuff that I go to. It's not. So I'll go to the things that, like, you know, Right now, I'm into like Roswell, New Mexico, and like um, old fix, like Buffy, and you know the old Roswell, and uh, Sailor Moon, <laughs> and things like that. And I mean, there's some fanfics that are so fantastic that I actually have them saved, like in a Word document. And I'm like, because I've I've been into it for so long that I've there are sites that just don't exist anymore. <laughs> so I'll be like oh I wonder about this fic and like the site literally doesn't exist anymore so I started like years ago I want I want to say even like maybe eight around eight years ago and I just like saved some of like my old, the old fics that I really really enjoyed and I like saved this to my gmail or my hotmail or whatever and so those are the things that I have there and uh, but like in terms of k-pop fan fiction not so much I just read like this stuff here, and I read what um, I read for our discussion today, which was EXO, an EXO fanfic, which is crazy surprising because I don't don't really even know if I like EXO, but it was very good. But yeah, you You sound like an EXO stan though. Really? I
1: think I think you stan EXO. So you just don't want to admit it. I
2: like their music. I do. Um, the other day I As was the- actually listening to. I was listening to their title tracks. So mm-hmm. I went back to um, Overdose, which is like their best song ever. Oh, and then, you just cut
1: my yarn off. This is definitely, sorry, sorry. we definitely have to disagree there.
2: <laughs> but then I'd listen to like Call Me Baby and I listened to Monster and I listened to Kogobop and I listened to, I still don't like Love Shot. Um, and I listened to Temple like 10 times in a row. <laughs> I was like, like Axel if Axel did not have Baekhyun, I would not even give their music a chance. Like, wow. XOK. Um, no, the crazy thing, no,
1: I think, no, I can't agree there. I think, to me, if X-O didn't have
2: Dio, I would And Dio, and Dio, and Dio. <laughs> Dio yeah. is the X factor to me. He's yeah, you know what? I, I have to take it back. It has to be, like, okay, for XOK, because I used to be a huge XOM fan, but for XOK okay and, like, when, you know, the members left and they became a super group or whatever, yeah, it's Dio and, X- and Baekhyun. Because they they always have like the best parts, especially like in the the um like sort of the climax C part or the third verse or bridge or whatever, the they verse. always shine there. Honestly,
1: I really like um <laughs> I really like <laughs> the part, the bridge in Coco Bop, where it starts with Dio. I don't I'm not I don't really feel Chin's part on, on the bridge, but I really like hearing um Dio. Because what I did, okay, this is gonna sound real Spanish. But I <laughs> I, I didn't really like the uh, EDM breakdown. So I actually like edited the track and I did a couple other things. I got rid of the EDM breakdown. But I also isolated the vocals and the um in the bridge. And you can hear like the background like humming and like you and then one ear I put Dio's voice, and the other ear I put the humming, and I think it's ten humming and maybe Becca. And oh my, girl, it's so, like, the purity of the vocals, it just sounds so good that way. I'm sorry, I just had to explain to you guys this one time that I edited an exosol.
2: I would like to hear this edited version because the breakdown in Coco Bop is, and the rap part, oh. My least favorite part of that song.
1: <laughs> I don't mess with the rap part. I don't mess yeah. with any... I don't... Honestly, I don't mess with 95% of... Well, I don't mess with 100% of EXO's rappers. It ain't for me. I'll just put it that way. It's just not for me most of the time, so... But yes,
2: uh, your history with RPF, and uh, do you read K-pop fan fictions like, just for fun, or...?
1: I really don't have a history. Like, I just... um I think the first time I, you know, what's interesting, the first time I had ever heard of fan fiction, like I kind of vaguely heard of it, mm-hmm. um, but the first time I ever heard of it was uh, around the time One Direction got really, really big. Yeah, um, I had no clue what it w- like. I had an idea what it was, but I had no clue. You kind of say I was like not that, um, not the brightest crown in the box, I guess, because I just was like I didn't really understand what it was or why anybody talked about it. Like, I didn't really get it. Um, I thought, in fact, I think I kind of associated it with um, like Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and like those teen magazines from like the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And how they would like talk about like, oh, here's Justin Timberlake's ideal type. Like, here's his, like, this is what he looks for in a girl. I used to think that that's kind of what it had to do with, which I guess in a sense it might. So I, I just feel like, my, my overall introduction to it's kind of like similar to K-pop where I was like, I don't really know what this is. Yeah. Um, but people's talking about it. So, okay. Um, and so anyway, around the time that I figured out what it was, it wasn't until years later that I revisited the concept of it and that I really understood, oh, this was is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, I became obsessed with Game of Thrones, like, overnight. As you can probably tell, I loved Game of Thrones until literally season eight, episode one. And I love the Song of Ice and Fire series. I love the lore around it and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I know this isn't how I... Was introduced to K because I was never really introduced to in K-pop, so I guess I would talk about sort of how it's introduced in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I felt I felt the writers were leaving a lot to be desired, particularly with the um, the the family dynamics of the Starks, because this, like I understood like in the real story, the Starks got they get broken up as a family. Yeah, but I I guess I was hoping that there would be more interaction between John and Rob. Because Rob was still at Winterfell. And I know John went to Castle Black, but they were still all in the North. Even though the rest of the characters had pretty much gone South, John and Rob were still in the North. So I was really curious about, like, I just want to know, like, how they were as brothers. Because they kind of make it seem like they got along really well, but Theon was just, like, the jerk or whatever. Yeah. So I was just, like, I want to see a story where they're going off on adventures and, like, Actively doing things as brothers and finding out about things together like for example the white walkers and things like that Because we know that John really figured out before anybody. Yeah. Um, and so anyway Get to the point. I started to read like um, a lot of like adventure based um, stories that were set in like the game of thrones world and then I got really really into my like stories that were set in like modern universes with the okay. Game of Thrones characters. Oh, and okay. I thought it was really interesting to see these characters in a modern setting. It was just so cool to me. Like, um, I over time started to get really into characters that weren't even featured in the show or even heavily in the book, particularly Rigar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, who are Jon Snow's parents in the show. We don't know yet in the book, but the whole thing was R plus L equals J. So I was like, so curious, how did his parents get together? and um i don't even like romances like i hate romance movies rom- like even like rom really oh i'm my not into romance <laughs> like I, I can't i don't know what it is because i can read a romance book but like romance movies rom-coms in fact i think before i got into like this liana Stark, grigar targaryen stuff i was like the only thing i had been interested in don't roast me The only thing I had been interested in was, um, what was that one? And then I I lose it, of course. (laughs) It was a romance that was adapted from a book, but I forgot what it was called just off the top of my head, it's crazy. Um, Anyway, I I just thought it was so interesting to see these characters who actually, this is a different type of fan fiction in which you're dealing with, there's no real source material for these characters. Only thing we know is that they existed in the world of Ice and Fire and that they um, had certain roles that they played. We don't yeah. know anything really about their stories. George R. R. Martin didn't write about it. So this is a different type of fan fiction where it's like almost like speculative. I think that's actually what it's called, speculative fiction. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and I got into it and I thought it was so dope. And so that's kind of how I got in, introduced to fan fiction. Um, but it, it's, in again, like Ash was saying, for me... For me it is about the characters but not in the way that it is for i would assume most people who are into like that self-insert stuff it's not about like me feeling like i have a relationship with the character it's yeah. about the character arc like yeah it's why like for example i'm trying to think of a good um what is a tv tv show that i watched when i was a teenager when i was a teenager i watched like that there was a show that was on for a while called twisted on yeah. ABC Family. A lot of people were into like Pretty Little Liars. I was into Twisted. I was into The Fosters, shows like that, that were more character based than plot based. Um, I've always been like that. And so um, I found that fan fiction was sort of easy to get into because most fan fiction is character based. Um, but there are some that are, and when I say character based, I mean like the character, the plot is there to serve the character's growth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that is so intriguing to me. Um, and so, trying to bring this around to K-pop fan fiction, I I have read K-pop fan fictions um, um, before, um, and you know what? I must have just been lucky to just read really good writers because it didn't. It doesn't feel like I'm reading about whoever the story's about. It feels like I'm reading about a character who's on a growth path. And I'm just sort of envisioning that this character has the face of, I don't know, whatever. It's like that person is an actor to me. It kind of goes back to how we were talking earlier. But some of the best stories that I've read have been stories that um, are set in fantasy worlds. I really, really like. um, And you know what's interesting? I was never into supernatural like that. But I I like stuff that's got that sort of concept where there's, like, angels and demons and, like, um, or, like, stuff like, you know, low fantasy, like Game of Thrones, where there's, like, dark magic going on and things like that. Um, or even magical realism. Like, you know how Matilda is? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Like, I like stuff like that where it's, like, realistic, but there's some magic in there. Um... And, like, time travel, <laughs> which I know we'll get on late, later. But stuff like this, time travel is probably one of the best. Or, like, stuff that's, like, sci-fi. Stuff that's set where it's, like, actually, like, in space or on a different planet. So cool to me. Um, Dystopian scenarios, which is interesting because I'm not at all into Hunger Games like that. Like, I mean, I, the, I watch the movies. But, like, Hunger Games, Maze Runner. Um, what's the other one that was real big? Um... Divergent? Oh, Divergent, like, yeah. yeah. I wasn't one of those teenagers that, like, one of those, you know, millennial kids that was like, when those books were coming out, that was just like, oh my goodness, I have to read this. Um, but I, I do find myself more and more drawn to that type of thing. The way I got into it was very unconventional. Or the way I heard about it, I should say, not even got into it, but the way I heard about it was very unconventional. And I have read stories that were K-pop that used, like, people who were K-pop artists um, I've also read stories that were sort of based on the K pop world but didn't use actual K pop artists, which is very interesting. Does that make sense, guys? I've been rambling, so tell me how I
2: make any sense. It did. It made a lot of sense to me. Like, yes. especially you're talking about fan service. I mean, I know Ooh. that was off topic, but when you're talking about fan um, service and it just like shot me back to like the worst show on the planet, The Vampire Diaries, and like, how? <laughs> Every single character, like, every single romance on that really was a bit, was about fan service. Like, whenever the internet, you know, and it was mostly, like, these white women who were, like, you know, in their feelings about certain things, um, whatever they got excited about, that's what was on the show. And every Ugh. time, like, a black person, like, a black female who was watching the show, mostly for Bonnie, was like, um, can Bonnie date somebody who doesn't cheat on her with a ghost? We got slapped down. So, like... <laughs> mm. That's where fan fiction sort of, you know, like in the the prominence of it, and like um, not even just that, even just like the the trending on Twitter and the conversations and the articles and the essays. Like that's where it comes from, right? Yeah, the fact that we like. I mean, yeah, we talk about like how people don't like things, how they are and like, you know, they want they have ideas of, you know, like maybe putting like what if Dio wasn't like, I don't know, like a 1300s France or whatever, you know, like because (laughs) those are are, like ideas that people have. Right. But those are just like one faction of what makes fan fiction and what makes just like fan work in general. Right. Yeah. A lot of it does come from, you know, discontent with. What is going on in something, like in a movie or a TV show, and like especially for people like like us who, you know, we're not really represented in a lot of ways in a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, fan fiction is kind of like the only place where we can kind of sort of input ourselves because these white women are not going to write us. Like, <laughs> let's be real yeah. they'll add us for diversity points, but they're not going to write us properly.
0: So, in general, K-pop fan fiction for those that you have read or your experience reading it. What is your kind of opinion as far as the themes and the tropes that you see within the fan fiction? Like we already talked about self-insert fan fiction or like uh, reader fan fiction is really popular. I forgot what you call it specifically, where it's basically just the other character is one person from a, from a an a idol group and the other character is like yes no like they'll put y in like basically for you to kind of fill in your name and it's just basically a fantasy like in all manner of like different situations and which is what i feel like i see the most now um which is kind of a weird kind of development for me but also um what jimin has mentioned about original characters tending to be either asian or white um but in response I to said that, that you you well you said like you you see like in some fan fictions where like they'll describe the character and it'll be like oh Kook. Jungkook um, caressed her Milky white skin or something like that Or, you know, on the other side of the spectrum You do have a subset of AMBW fanfiction Which is um, Asian man, black woman Fanfiction, which is just devoted to Asian men and black women Specifically um, Which is a whole other issue And I think You know, all of this is Very fascinating, how it kind of Reflects the State of the fandom, like that, you know, kind of gives us a snapshot of the fandom and kind of reflects it back at us. Um, and I just I, I'm interested in knowing like the things that you guys have noticed and your kind of trip within the fandom and f- finding websites or finding stories and what you've noticed.
1: Do you want to go first uh, on that? Because y'all want to hear what I got to say.
2: Okay. Well, it's I will not know you. then because I, I, as I said, I don't really read a lot. I don't outside of um, the ones that are the one that I read for t- this um, podcast, which was the XO one. I've only ever read um, uh, SNSD stuff. So uh, I will say that I do notice, just from perusing the titles, that there's a lot of slash. I don't know if it's, it's also sort of touches on the fact that like, you know, the idols have, there's a fantasy of them being your boyfriend or your girlfriend. So them being maybe with the opposite sex is still kind of taboo, even though it's fan fiction. Uh, I still like, I guess it makes sense in that way that they would have slash because that kind of builds, feeds on that fantasy um, of what the idols selling. you know, with fan service and, you know, like, people making cute kissy faces at each other on stage and, you know, all the other stuff. Um, and I... Uh, actually, I think that's... Like, that's the only thing that I would have noticed based on my limited exposure, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to hear what Jimin has to say, so... Yes, I, please I, I, I kind of also,
1: to have a hard time answering this question for some reasons, is that? But... I I know we're talking specifically like K-pop fanfiction. But I get I, what I'm going to say I think applies generally like across any fanfiction. So th- it includes I would say K-pop fanfiction. To my knowledge, right? Um I think one of the biggest tropes that I have noticed in um fan-driven content is uh, it's not even a trope, it's just something that people do besides uh let me not roast people's writing, but um um One, one thing that I noticed is there is this overwhelming tendency to completely bastardize a character to the point where they're a walking stereotype. So I first want to sort of discuss, um, that I noticed that there's this tendency to the, where, as we were talking earlier, um, there's over-exaggeration of white features being considered good um and a lot of fan fiction um honestly it's in a lot of fiction period <laughs> um it's why dictionary.com recently said they were going to change their de- definition of black did you guys hear about that i did not yeah so dot dish- dictionary.com there was a bunch of people who were saying okay so why is the definition of black like dirty and like bad and evil and all these horrible things. And the definition of white is like pure and angelic and perfect, which I've always, I've been very loud about this a very, like my whole life, <laughs> it seems like, um, because there's this connotation that anything that is black is bad, which ultimately, you, you know, can reflect on skin color as well. Anything that is considered darker is considered bad. And I think you see that a lot in fan fiction where uh, the author will describe a a character and they will say, oh, he had perfect milky white skin that was unblemished and untainted. And also he happens to be an angel in this story. But the guy who's like the demon and like the murderer and the succubus, he's got like tan skin. So I see that a lot. (laughs) And um, yeah, trash. I also see a lot of turning gay characters into literal walking stereotypes Um, where everything or or not. If they're not walking stereotypes, there's also um, a situation where I don't know what it is, but it's like nothing is wrong with having a. a, Oh, this is a touchy subject. Let's just leave it at they turn them into stereotypes. Um, And then they say things that I feel are very offensive, given that the writer most likely is not a gay person. Nine times out of 10 is what I've noticed. It'll be a straight person that is writing a gay character and they're having that character um, make comments that are horribly sexist and Nat. Nat, I want you to chime in on this a little bit. It's not not just from the fan fiction aspect, but from the aspect just, or, you know, the K-pop fan fiction aspect, but just from in general, because I, you were alluding to this earlier when you were talking about um, saying um, they're using, like, sort of the homosexuality as a proxy, like, because it's
2: safe. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking about how, yeah, um, yeah because it's, it's less of a it's less uh, of a competition i think i guess for some fans who see these these idols as their boyfriend and their girlfriend um when you write fan fiction and you write it you know in, in a slash element right um yes and that's I, what you were saying yeah yeah okay yes we're on the same okay. page now <laughs> we're definitely on the
1: same page don't let me forget that we're talking yes. about this yes so what i want to say about that sort of phenomenon is that is very obviously what's going on in some of these fan fictions. And the reason why I say that is because there is this really thick layer, this thick layer of what I would call latent internalized misogyny in which characters, or sorry, uh, writers will have their gay male characters who are supposed to be representing probably that that writer's bias. Um, They will say things like, um that are very misogynistic very sexist things that are like i just hate women and i just just give me all the boys and i get that you know the characters yeah, that i don't care about that what i care about is like the fact that your every female character in your story is manipulative um is uh the worst person on the planet is literally like Eveline. From the Wiz I don't know if you guys know what the Wiz is but literally like Evelyn from the Wiz um just like the most horrible traits are only given to the female characters and not only that but then the female characters are also um desperate for the male characters but the male characters just absolutely hate anything that even resembles a female not just because they're gay and they just don't are not attracted to women, but just because they they legitimately see women as inferior, they will say things like, um, they will physically threaten female characters in the story, but they won't do the same thing to male characters. Or they'll say things that are like, you, you know, um, kind of similar to the tone of, you know, uh, you belong in a kitchen making a sandwich, kind of similar to that sort of tone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's rampant, and I see it everywhere, and it's very rampant and slashed, and I believe it's that way because these girls are legitimately threatened by other women, and they have this internalized misogyny where they feel like they need to degrade every woman to make themselves sort of feel better. (laughs) And maybe I'm getting a, a little too psychoanalytical here, and obviously, I'm not just talking about fan fiction. I'm talking about just in general, like, this happens um like with people with k-pop fans because of the being threatened but but it, it i think the best place
2: to see it is in fan fiction because fan fiction is li- quite literally a fantasy does that make sense i will take it one step further and i'll say that my experience and i mean just in fan fiction in general is that whenever the series writes um maybe uh woman of color in a role that might be, you know, akin to the female lead in some cases, you'll have 99.99999% of the white female writer or fan fiction writers in that fandom writing slash because they'd rather write slash Mm. with that man and any man (laughs) on that show than with the woman who is likely a black woman or biracial or, you know, another woman of color. Mm -hmm. And, I say this, like, this is a fact to me based on my experience in fandom. Uh, and also, like, if a lot of times, if the the fans feel an ownership over the males, they will also reject any female, <laughs> any female companion that may come up in favor of a, another man. Um, I'm not sure why that is. It. It's just one of those things where female, like, women, I guess, like, in terms of, of the first part that I, I mentioned, that's clearly racist-based. And in the second one, I think it's akin to fan fiction like as well. Like, as I said, like, there's a, a different type of ownership on these characters and a, a need for, as you mentioned, like, a, to be a proxy in, in in that same way. And so rather than, you know... Dean and whatever woman he's sleeping with in, in Supernatural, they're going to put him with um, Castiel or they're going to put him with, mm-hmm. D, with with Sam or, you know, they're going to put him with someone else. His because, own brother. Yeah. I, so, it's like, they're going to do that and they're going to feel more comfortable about that. And then what gals me, what absolutely gals me, is that when you call them on the bullshit, it's like, oh, but you're being anti this. Something like that. So, let me tell you, Razzle New Mexico, has come about and Michael Guerin is bisexual Mm he's open about being bisexual he is a character on the show who has dated both men and dated women and he is he is 1000% comfortable with this Mm -hmm. the fandom now has the choice of shipping him with Alex Maines who is a white passing biracial I believe like an indigenous and white character Mm -hmm. or with um an Afro-Latino girl Mm -hmm. um in Maria DeLuca which one do you think is the most popular? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I already
2: know. Yeah,
1: before you even finish, because you know what? You know, as part is what inspired this rant. I know we're talking about RPF K-pop fanfiction, yeah. but honestly, the biggest thing that inspired this rant, and I know y'all gonna roast me, but I'm gonna go back to my Teen Wolf days oh, when, yeah, I di- Teen Wolf when when Derek started dating Brayden, all the uh, hysteric yes. the girls were it. They were yes. mad. And, and I just, everywhere I saw Steric is real. Steric is the mm-hmm. more superior. And I'm thinking to myself, Steric isn't even like, even in the show, they hate each other. Like, like there's, they have chemistry. Don't get me wrong. The actors have chemistry in the sense that you will want to have chemistry with your co. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? If you're <laughs> yeah. acting, you should have, I don't know how to explain it. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like, they hate each other chemistry. That's what the chemistry is. The chemistry it, just because it's there doesn't mean it's like any more significant than any of his male, his female companions. Um, or especially since Brayden was really his only real canon girlfriend during the show. <laughs> like, the rest of them were before the, the, like the time period of the show. Like, you know what I mean? When he was a teenager and stuff before, like the time period of the show. So, I that's probably what inspired this rant because I feel like that is and I didn't really link that with the race thing as much, but you're absolutely right. And looking back, I know there was a race aspect because even when we were talking about um, Janny versus um, versus um, Lacey and Danny on Twisted, there was clearly a race aspect to that. Um, but yeah, like you said, and, and, and in that sense, because that's not Slash. So if we're talking about like Twisted or mm-hmm. insert any, like for example, I don't know, uh, let's talk about Halsey. Right. <laughs> and Rap Monster. I'm not sure if there's fan fictions about them, but I just want to, like, like give an example. OK. Mm-hmm. It will probably be in the best interest. Like I have noticed this is not fan fiction related, but I've noticed that these um, armies are more accepting of Halsey than they would be, say, a Lisa from Blackpink or a Rosé from Blackpink. And and I think it's because they know that there's a language barrier there and they know, OK, well, she's white and they probably will prefer They're probably thinking, you know, she's the furthest thing away from what their ideal type would be. So let's she's our safety net. You know what I mean? Yeah. I say that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I say that to to relate that to what you were saying about um, the Roswell situation where it's like it's safer to put him with the guy or it's safer to put him with a white person than it is the black person or the obviously ethnic person
2: you know what i mean yeah well it's it's all about like their personal biases right and whether you want to confront them um, yeah. or not because i mean like for me like for a while i was like why am i not into slash <laughs> like i've been reading fanfiction for like 10 years I was like why am i not into slash mm-hmm. do i have like underlying issues here that i need to confront um but like i mean i read a lot of romance novels like i'm in a romance book club and I grew up on Harlequin novels and they're all like straight fiction. Like that's just what I wrote. I like, I grew up on. Right. Mm-hmm. And rom-coms, like I love rom-coms. I can watch them all day if I, if I need to. And Ugh, you know, like I'm puking. <laughs> <laughs> <shut> and, <laughs> and you know, like they're all straight fiction, like they're all straight pretty much. Right. So for mm-hmm. me, like what I've been exposed to, what I grew up on, like this is just what I like. I mean, obviously like there are there are some like slash things that I'm into but if it's not in something that I'm watching or if it's not something that I'm into like if it's not in like a movie or a tv show or a book or whatever like I it's just not there for me you know but like I watched Captain Marvel and Carol and um shit what's her name um I don't know if it's Maria I think her name is Maria but um it it's like when you watch the movie and you see Lashana Len- Lynch, who is fantastic. She was in Still Starcraft, which is another show that had a black um, female lead and like a, a white male lead, and it was like supposed to be like the House of Montague and Capulets after oh. Romeo and Juliet you know, killed themselves mm-hmm. and the fallout from that. Fantastic show. Got canceled, oh, wait, obviously. wait, wait,
1: Are you talking about where it was like their cousins that were getting married or something like that? Yes, exactly. The, and then the captain exactly. the, the, to the were houses black? together.
2: Yes. yes. Exactly. That was a fantastic. Show. Well, Lashana Lynch was in that. And then she joined Captain Marvel. Um and she is Carol Danvers. Um, best friend and she played maria ramble in captain marvel and they're like best friends and it's so clear that they're like a couple and in love and they're fantastic together but marvel will doesn't seem to want to go there for whatever reason Um, it's a big roundabout way of going about saying that once you start putting equal representation for all types of ships whether it's you know trans and um Gay, lesbian, whatever, you know, asexual, demisexual, whatever, then, you know, that opens it up and that allows people to organically, I think, fall into what, you know, they're interested in regardless. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, love is love, right? And, you know, people fall together in so many, in a myriad of ways, right? Yeah. So, when it doesn't become believable is in a lot of these cases in fan fiction because yes. <laughs> there's nothing really there, there a lot of the times, And people sort of just like, Y'all mean you know, to tell attracted. me
1: i shipping these two people just because they made eye contact one time? It's like,
2: we're talking about Supernatural, you can talk about Merlin. You know, oh, yeah. Gwen, 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 Gwenever was played by Angel Colby, who's a fantastic and gorgeous and amazing. And, you know, she played Gwen, you know, Arthur and Gwen, you know, are supposed to be, you know, the big love story. You know what the biggest yeah. ship in, in terms of fan fiction on that was? Yep. And then on top it's of like- that, on top of that, the people who... There were people who actually shipped Morgana and Gwen, even though Morgana hated Gwen, tried to ruin her life many a times, had her walking around and following her like a slave one time. Like, it was just so See. messed up. And it's just like, you're prejudice just shining right through I mean if you like and you can tell when you read a lot of these fan fictions especially like the self-insert ones or like the ones that are not stories with these people in it like with Mm -hmm. these names but more like you know your fantasy about you know like Dio and Kai that's you can tell though like like I know a lot of people are like oh story is a story but you can absolutely tell when somebody is writing just a story you know with you know like a base with these characters or when you're writing about your fantasy about two people so you can tell so like in a lot of these cases the examples that were given like i know like some people who don't want to like admit it or people who kind of feel offended because they're into certain things like whatever like they'll scoff they'll lick whatever but like i have been reading fanfiction for a very very long time <laughs> and i have been about a part of fandom for a very 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 long time. And you like for me, I can see the signs right away and I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I know who I'm dealing with. I know it's the type of crowd I'm going to have to deal with. And I mean, for me, I use it as a warning if I want to if I want to get in or if I want to just stay out completely mm-hmm. before, before the shoe drops. But a lot of these cases are, you know, they're homophobic. They're they're racist. They're, you know, they're pushing their prejudices onto things that are completely like prejudice-free in a lot of cases and just you know, beautiful and pure and lovely. And they're ruining it with, with, you know, their stench of humanity, (laughs) unfortunately. So it's like, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but like with K-pop fan fiction specifically, like the whole slash thing did kind of, make me wonder a lot of times about the reason that it was so prevalent in regards in comparison sorry to like you know like a jenny and a kai which would make sense since they actually dated you know like (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: it could also be too i i don't really think that this is much of the case it could also be too because some people do get uncomfortable with writing things that are too close to home because then it, it is an extra level of creepiness In a sense, sometimes for some people, like, instead of writing about a real relationship, writing about a relationship that could be real, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I know. I get that, too. I I don't think it's always, like, I don't know. It just really depends on how you do it, to me. I think so,
2: like, we are talking about a lot of, like, really general things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, especially when you're talking about RPF, very specific to that. such a case-by-case
1: case basis
2: yeah thing. and the thing is like i don't want to like you know take you know my experience with fiction the fiction aspect of it um and sort of like put this big umbrella over rpf because i'm not familiar enough with rpf to be right honest, to do that but also like i think it is a case-by-case case basis especially when you're dealing with people writing about real people so I would have to read it to be like, oh, this is weird and creepy and I think it's going too far. Versus, you know, like this is just a lovely story. And they happen to use these two names and it's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> even if you did like make a story about Jenny yeah. and Kai, it could be totally like not creepy. Yeah. It could just be yeah. like not even about Jenny and Kai, but like a story that used them
2: as, like you said, like proxy. So yeah. Uh, or, or in even, the face. Or not even poxy. like, you know, like how they like Hot, hid their relationship from people like backstage at the music show you know like more of a comedy based sort of thing and that's, that's something I would say like I would I would read I mean if it was written right I would read that sounds like fun and I love comedies too right there's not a lot of comedic fics out there so that would be kind of interesting for me you're looking in the wrong places
0: <laughs> <laughs> since we've talked a good little while about about fan fiction in general um let's talk about specific stories we may or may not have actually read so I think Nat is the only one that actually did read anything but um so what is what is your opinion well first of all you know let us know like what you read and you know who's in it what's it about all that good stuff
2: Okay, so I read two fanfics. I read um, Understand That I'm Not Fun by Faded Underscore Addiction on Archive of Our Own or AO3. And the summary here is I've been thinking about forgiveness a lot or Jessica tries to be an adult or talking is hard. Well, mostly it's hard. And it's about Jessica and Taeyeon and really it's about like two people who have a lot of like a lot of a lot of issues between them that sort of keep them apart but you know there's all you know like and there's always that sort of spark that kind of keeps a tether between them even with all the crap and how you have to kind of get over yourself (laughs) to sort of like deal with it even though talking is hard for a lot of people talking about your feelings is especially hard for a lot of people like I don't really like it yuck personally but like you know So that's what the story is about. And that's, I really enjoyed it because obviously I love everything that she writes. And um, I like that it's familiar in that it sort of touches on the stuff, you know, the whole like Jessica got kicked out of the band kind of thing, but it's not. It could be like any two people who have, you know, a lot of issues between them that they're not comfortable talking about because they're not comfortable talking about their feelings. And, you know, they don't like to be vulnerable. And that's sort of the crux of the, the fanfic um so it is slash it is jessica and Tae-on, so and there is is like sex in it but she never really gets really descriptive about that stuff so you like you know what happens but it's just kind of there and i enjoyed it a lot and then and it's a really short fic anyways too it's like 2500 words not even so it's something you can kind of just like get into and read and you know move on to the next thing if you want and then the other one was anterograde tomorrow so i googled what the most popular fanfics were for K-pop. And this one was highly recommended. And it is actually a really good just story in general. And I feel like she just put in the these EXO members' names because it is EXO, and EXO fanfiction. It's featuring Kai and Dio. Um, so jong and Kyung-soo, I think is their real name. And basically, it's a story about Kim Soo, who has um, anterograde amnesia. So basically, he is stuck five years ago, like he was in an accident, killed his um, some people. And he has this dece- this disorder this now where he lives the day and then he forgets it. And so every day, he has to restart pretty much because he has this, um, this form of amnesia. And so he meets... Uh, Kai or Jong-soo uh, jong and sorry And it's a story of like You know kim Su living this like Weird life Because he can't remember anything And he's stuck five years ago But he's still living his life And he's still content Because he never really does anything Because he feels like he can't And then you have Jong-un Who's like troubled He has, you know A lot of really dark things going on And he's a writer And I know like they sort of like I don't want to give anything away because I feel like it is something that absolutely people should be reading because it's just it is really really well written it's very descriptive it's very prosy a lot of metaphors and analogies a lot of very pretty pretty words that you know automatically bring sort of illusions and and you know sandy beaches and things like and fireflies and you're lighting you from inside, like things like that. Very descriptive, very beautiful words. And but on top of like on top of that, or um this in, in spite of all of that, the best thing about it is that it's a story about people who, you know, like at the end of the day, people want to be remembered. People want to love and be loved. And you know, they want to be happy. And happiness is so subjective. I mean it, everybody sort of has their own idea of it. And in the story, you know You have these two people who have all of these things going against them and going against their happiness and things they can't control. I mean, you can't control amnesia. You can't control things that are going on in Jung's life. And so you know it might not have a happy ending. It might have a happy ending. But you're kind of along for the ride because you want to see how these people these two characters sort of interact and how they change each other and how they get themselves to question these things that they believe, they believe and think that, you know, they believe made them happy or would make them happy. And it's, it's actually like a really good character study, but it's on top of that, it's just like a story of two broken people. And I think that makes a really fantastic story because if you meet people and they're all happy and everything's perfect, like it's really boring, it's really dull. And I'm not saying like, That doesn't exist in the real world because there are some people who are just, you know, very happy all the time and like they love their lives and things like that. And you know, that's also like a reality. But I kind of like seeing people who still have a lot to learn and like people who reject it until something happens where they meet specific people, and you know, it sort of gets them. It sort of challenges them and their viewpoints and. So I really, really did enjoy this fanfic and to regrade tomorrow. I mean, it's, according to this PDF, it's like 51 pages, but I sort of just zoomed right through it. And I did get a little teary-eyed in one part. It was very emotional, um, storytelling. And I would say the only thing, the only criticism I would say is that because I tend, I noticed a lot of people who write a lot of really beautiful words and a lot of prosy sentences and paragraphs and things like that. Um, sometimes I really do just want to know what happened <laughs> instead of like all of these descriptions of, you know, what the, this, this, the sea looked like and what this, the air tasted like, you know, sometimes I just want to know. <laughs> and so there were some parts in the, in the story where I was just like, listen, this is really pretty, but I just need to know what happened and I need to know what's real and what's not. But outside of that, I enjoyed it a lot and I'm really glad that I did read it and I have to say that like for Kyungsoo and for Jonghyun I kind of had them in mind but kind of not it were kind of like faceless people to me when I was reading this um and but they do mention uh all of the other Excel members I think so like they're in it in some way shape or form I think they may all be gay in it as well because it is slash, but I don't know I think some of them were some of them were undecided or ambiguous or not mentioned but yeah it's uh it was a good story I am very happy that I read it so it
1: helps yes. that you don't really know their real names <laughs> <laughs> you just found out that the real name is Su. <laughs> yes so maybe that's why it was easier to picture like faceless people like I can see why that would be a thing. Yeah.
2: But yeah, no, honestly, like, uh, I know when we were talking about having this episode, like, we, there were some BTS ones, like that pirate ship one or something, but <laughs> that got thrown around too. But um, I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to read something that was like a thousand chapters. <laughs> I kind of wanted just, like, I mean, if you're going to dip your feet in, I'd, I would rather just, like, start a little bit slower and smaller and just, like, see how I feel. And I, because I read this, though, I would like to read, like, longer, more layered storytelling, of course. Uh, so I might try something else, like, something else outside of my normal <laughs> wheelhouse. I might try something from, like, GOT7 or BTS or Monster X or, you know, Red Velvet and things like that. And just see how it goes. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. You
1: made her story sound like... Citizen Kane or something like. <laughs> not saying I'm I, not saying it's not great. I, I don't know. um It, it definitely sounds like it, it's super interesting. Or it's like it, it almost well, well. It's not almost. The plot is the same as Fifty First Dates. Yeah. The only difference, uh, the difference that I'm noticing is that Fifty First Dates is clearly a comp, like not clearly yes. a comedy, but it's very like not that serious this story seems like it's super dramatic it 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 Uh, is tons of highs and lows and things like that which is kind of right up my alley I like stuff where I'm like you as a reader I like beautiful prose but more often than not I just kind of want the writer to get to the point
2: and and just kind of tell me what happened (laughs) yeah Um, sometimes it's like whoa I mean like yes I understand that you want to Describe this fog in front of me, but like let's get past the fog and get onto some dialogue, you know Like I just need to know what's going on. Some
1: dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love dialogue
2: heavy um, books, and I
1: also really love um, I really love books that Where it's so layered like I'm one of those weird people who loves to like read something and then be like, oh my goodness they alluded to this in chapter one, line three, word two. Like, I love to do <laughs> this. I love Easter eggs. I love when there's stuff that I didn't realize was going to be really important that became really important. Exactly. I love stuff like that because um, it makes you think and it makes you feel like, wow, I saw kind of like a small mystery. Right. Exactly. Um, it's, it makes the story fun. So I'm not saying I don't know what that has to do with this story, but that's just kind of what I like to read so
2: but yes um I would recommend 20 out of 10 the fanfics that I read
0: (laughs) is there anything that you've read specifically that have you've just been that, that has just like completely turned you off of reading or anything in particular that you read or have seen someone writing that you've went like, no, this is not.
1: If I don't yeah. like your tags, if I feel like um, if I start reading your story and your story is like, um, I see some missing commas, some missing. Periods. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that. I'm like that with anything I read. If I see that there are some grammatical mistakes and it's not on purpose, like it's not a meme. Yeah, you can I'm not. Um so that's an automatic turn
2: off. Um yeah, for me, um like I don't I'm not like a grammar police officer or anything like that. Police officer. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna like you know tell you how to write your stuff. And I mean I make grammatical errors too, like we're human. But oh, yeah, if there's a yeah. lot of but errors, a lot. If there's a lot of errors or if there's a lot of like I hate really like, when people don't space things out properly, like, I really, really, really... Or they don't have paragraphs. They just have, like, a lot of, like, one lines. Blocks I really don't all. like that. Yeah. I, I will stop reading your fic right away. I'm just, like, I I need to be able to see it, you know? So, mm-hmm. What yeah. about you, Ash?
0: Um, yeah, that's pretty much the same. A lot of um, grammar... Uh, Things like that. I sometimes I can skip I can handle it if the content is good enough. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can kind of, you know, handle some grammar problems and that sort of thing. Um a lot of like misspellings and things like that, you know, at once is, is definitely a turn off.
1: Yeah. Um it's Wait, can say some more.
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I thought
1: we were gonna keep going because I have a lot. Oh, please um, well, go ahead. No, like I, I, I didn't mean to come off like one misspelling. I'm gonna have a problem. But I mean, like, n- I will if it's a published book. Yeah, but if it's unpublished, like walls of text or like Nat was saying, one lines. Your formatting is so important, ladies. Make sure we're in, gentlemen. Make sure we're formatting properly. Um and your spelling and grammar is all that important. Unless English is not your first language, then you get a pass. Um, but my next thing, and this is very specific to um, reading things that are like K-pop related. Romanized Korean. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think <laughs> about it. One of the first ones I came across, Neh 네, and um, <laughs> So and like it was romanized and it was like oh like the one character would ask a question the other character would say nah i don't know it's it's just like the uh, the complete uh bastardization bastardization, yeah the complete bastardization of the korean language it's just annoying (laughs) because it's we if you are writing about korean characters i can assume that they're speaking korean it's kind of like when George R. R. Martin was writing the Dothraki, you can just assume that they're speaking Dothraki. You know what I mean? Not with, with Dothraki is different cause it's a fake language. So he kind of has to like write it. But like with Korean, it's a story that's written in English about Korean people. Oh, like, uh, I'm sorry. I know I, y'all probably are annoyed by me because I just keep making sounds and not saying many words, <laughs> but that's how much it frustrates me because I just, it, it complicates the reading experience and it's just dumb. <laughs> like, I know they're speaking Korean. You don't have to add in random Korean words. Um, and you don't know what the Korean words mean anyway. And then you're romanizing them on top of that. So it's just taxing. Any thoughts,
2: ladies? I agree. I mean, I I don't really read any of them that have that issue, but I can see how annoying it can be. Like this fic that I was reading to um, at enter grade, Today, tomorrow, sorry. Like mm-hmm. I just assumed that they were speaking in Korean, but then Kai kept calling Dio Hyung like halfway through, and I was like kind of confused there because I'm like I assume that you're already, but then I I don't know I was kind of just like I'm just gonna go with it <laughs> and just yeah leave it at that but I assume that they're. Everything that I'm reading is English, obviously, because it's an English writer. But right. I assume that everything that's going on is in in Hangul. So I don't know for for like it kind of reminds me of like Korea booze. No, like five Korean words, and like they say it all the time. So, <laughs> but uh, back to the and um, I still wanted to add two things I don't like. As you mentioned, tags. Certain tags are a no go. If I see the tag, mm-hmm. I will walk away. Like, I won't even entertain your fic. I'm just, I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave it at that. What about you, Ash? K-pop and, like, stories and that sort of thing. Um, all of that is basically true for me. And I would say that as far as I do give some leeway for... Um, interesting concepts and things like that if okay. if a story has a good plot or something like that mm. if it's not too bad but generally I, I mean I fall in that same category of if something is if it's too bad I mean you have to log out I mean it's you know grammar matters so i will say that as far as stories that where we're reading and we're looking at that sort of thing how important is a good story um i mean when you guys read fanfic is it is it for the artist is it for the um, artist or the celebrity or is it for the story?
2: Story. Story. 100%. I don't Only know if the it. Only the story. If the story's not good, it's not good. You know? <laughs> like, it could
1: be it could be your bias, which y'all probably know by now my favorite K-pop person in K-pop period was Jonghyun's. <laughs> y'all probably know <laughs> that by now. But it could be it could be anything that something you would people would think you would like but if the story's not good i don't care
2: exactly
0: mm. um as far as stories are concerned i did read an interesting thing about the imagined stories where you know they do the uh yes the why and kind of where you the whole story is you with your idol of choice and I heard, I read an interesting theory where someone wrote that the reason why these stories are so popular with international idols is because of the fact that being international fans are not close to these celebrities um, makes us want to read stories and, and read things where it's mostly us and the I guess, in the lead role, um, whereas with, I guess, Korean fan fiction, which I can't verify since I've been, I have can't read Korean fan fiction, so I don't know what it actually consists of. But what this person says is Korean fan fiction is less so concerned on the individual and, of course, is more um, community based and there's more of a separation of idol and person you know there's more of a respect you know you don't touch the idol you don't kiss the idol that sort of thing so it's not so much about you it's about the fan base or the community as a whole whereas with international fans it's more about you and your personal relationship or your um, experience with that celebrity and the fact that you will you know inherently have less interaction with them because of the fact that they're from korea and then do more activities in korea then that kind of has initiated the whole proliferation of these you and idol fan fiction if that makes sense
2: i mean we We talk a lot about international fans versus Korean fans when it comes to just general interactions um, with idols and, you know, the sense of uh, ownership, the sense of understanding, the sense of, you know, what it means to be a fan. Like, they're so similar in some ways, but so different in others that I'm not surprised that it would, you know there be this sort of um echo in fan fiction too um and then just like how people write it how people read it and and understand and consume it um so that's actually really interesting and never i i i can't read korean fiction or fan fiction or anything like that either so it's one of those things you have to kind of take um you know, at face value, like in in what somebody tells you, pretty much who can read it. But Mm -hmm. now I'm kind of interested like in seeing something that's been
0: translated, you know, just to have an idea. I can Mm -hmm. say that I've noticed and only because I've seen it labeled as such um Indonesian fan fiction. Um and I've used the translation Google Translate a few times just because I've seen seen it quite it's the only other fanfiction besides English that I've seen kind of, you know, in my searches. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because in direct like um, contrast to um, English fan fiction, I've seen they do have a lot more like multi fandom het, het fan fiction. They seem to pair up idols themselves a lot more, that sort of thing. There seems to be a lot more focus on like the story than as opposed to like actually having a fantasy with the person and the idol. Like that's something that I have noticed just a little tidbit there makes me want to actually read the Indonesian fan fiction more. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something that I didn't notice because I, I saw that they had, you know, some people will make, you know, little like covers and banners for their fanfiction you know, like pictures and things to kind of act as like advertisements or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I've seen that for the Indonesian fanfiction, And so that's how I kind of got the indication of like what it was about. And so, that's how I kind of you know went ahead and was like, oh, I'm gonna you know do Google Translate and see what this is about, and yeah, that's where I kind of noticed, okay, you know that's interesting that you know they seem to have a lot more uh, kind of, I guess, um, have more diversity in you know what the stories are about or the content of the stories than you know some of what we have just something that I noticed anybody
2: write any k-pop fanfic I wish I had I (laughs) I told you like the. yes you did you mentioned at the beginning yeah that you you hadn't got a chance so if you could write something right now what would it be
0: oh man it would be a huge multi-fandom like fantasy epic (laughs) Starring like as many idols as possible, but it (laughs) would be but it would be like a huge fantasy epic like on the level of like NK Jimison or um who's a huge fantasy author now? Um George R. R. Martin. (laughs) Yeah, something like yeah. that, but maybe more fancy and less like political intrigue. Although that would okay. be yeah, although with idols that would actually be kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, that would be real interesting. Um yeah, something like that. Yeah. Who's
1: gonna write the uh who's gonna write the um fictional universe? The where um SM, YG, Big Hit, all of these companies are like houses. That is actually pretty perfect,
0: Jimin. you the Game of Thrones spinoff. That's actually pretty perfect, and I, I was I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Nat said, like, how's what do you guys think? As far as if you could write, if you were to write a fanfic that you were officially going to post to Wattpad or um, Archive of Our Own or um, fanfiction.net, what would you write?
1: Ooh. I would write the story of how a sasang ended up in prison. (laughs) I would write it about that sasang, like not even about the person they were stalking. And the whole story would be like, like a journal, like a diary style. I hate that style usually, but I think that's the perfect style when you're talking about like people who are off their rocker you have to mm. write it in a journal style and it'll be like oh yeah day one oh yeah it's like, almost like you're reading a serial killer's diary mm. Then, but it'll be like they're in jail and they're remembering like scenarios they they, they were caught in with like stalking that match up with like their time in prison so like something will happen in the prison they'll be like oh this reminds me of that one time where I waited outside of Kai's window on the 42nd floor at the Ritz Carlton. And it'll be something like that. But they'll be like outside playing basketball or something inside the prison.
0: That made no sense. <laughs> no, I actually I like that. Yeah, it, it does. And I actually was like that, that fits like, I mean, the whole journal style and everything, that's actually pretty intriguing because you definitely didn't would not see something like that.
2: Yeah, and no. you don't like I feel like you kind of like going from the least expected point of view <laughs> I like think that's that. like oh just because of like you like um the type of fan fi- like fan fiction or drama or just like fiction that you like and and it's like most people would go for like the happy you know like uh cheesy romance but uh-huh. you're more interested in in more layered more you know um more human kind of sides of it and i think that would be kind of instead of writing about a fan like a an idol who's like being chased by the say saying and like you know how hard it is in life, blah 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 you would go from the the point of view of this the sorry the say what's what are they called again sassing is it sassing okay so then I use the right word so you would do from the point of view of this say saying so i feel like that would be very very on point with you and I think it would be very interesting just in general, to be honest. I would write because this is something that I would love to see a drama on and it would be on idols, but it would be like it'd be on basically like their their entire career and how like, you know, you meet people and you don't really know these people, but you have to like work towards the stream and like and then how, you know, you you struggle, you succeed and things start to fall apart as they normally do with K-pop and just like you know the relationships between the members the relationships with other people like their family you know romantic relationships um the company and just sort of like having like this story about sisterhood or because it would be definitely a girl group because I mean this is me and it would just be on like um this like just the relationships between people and how they change over time because you change as a person so it would be about like obviously the characters themselves and like, you know, their interests and how they diverge and how, you know, sometimes people fall into, you know, the wrong crowds, the wrong things and how people, you know, um, sort of pick themselves up and, you know, have to keep on going. And like how over time, even the things that used to make you mad and the things that you fought about, you know, how you forget about it and how you sort of like get over it because time is really the best forgiver in a lot of cases yeah Uh, so I I always wanted to see a drama like that because I feel like I don't know I've never seen a drama like that before and the whole idea of like you and strangers living together and like spending all your time together pretty much for seven years and then like disbanding and then like you know what do you do after that you know And, Mm -hmm. and and that whole thing where they usually have to come back together because you can't make money on your own like it always has been very fascinating to me and <laughs> how that that whole system works and how it's like so often repeated so that's something that I would like to see like in, in fanfic and be like
0: from different points of views too you know yeah um, but. yeah I have read a few fanfictions that were canon based to me yeah. they're written from the point of view of like what if this were what was happening in the present you know right now you know in real life Mm -hmm. um it's been very few but the few that I have read have been pretty good um to the point where I wish more people would do it but obviously that's not something that people typically think about um fan fiction that Kind of takes on idol life and that sort of thing, yeah. um, but it is out there. <laughs> so um, at I feel least like that
1: type of stuff is really common, though.
0: Really, really? I never... thought
1: not nothing nearly oh. as dramatic, but okay. Fan fiction based on idol life—I feel like that's something that exists in. I audience. would say
0: though that it's more serious about it. Like, I feel like I've seen more uh, idol life fan fiction that's more. Like fantasy, more like, well, what if you know I became an idol and, or you know, I was in an idol group and really? I met you So at least I, you know, if you've read more that has been different, then that's that's great. I mean, I I just and where right,
1: I, no, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, where I've been, where I've looked at least, I mean, I hope there's been more like variety because I think it's an interesting avenue to like look at. So, yeah. Well, um, before we kind of close out, does anyone have a fan fiction that they would like to recommend or one that they would like to not recommend
2: <laughs> um i would recommend enter a grade tomorrow i don't know who writes it who wrote it to be honest i don't see a name here hold on let's see uh by Kai Su, makes sense makes a lot of sense uh so <laughs> it's 51 pages according to this pdf and i enjoyed it immensely it's uh it'll make you if you have if you're an emotional person like myself, you'll probably shed a tear or two, but it is definitely a great story.
0: Mine would be I have two. Um, first is a and the reason why I said like it could be tangentially related to K-pop is because the first one I have is Um, a fan fiction that I read on Sunbi a long time ago when I was looking for stuff and it is not strictly K-pop but it is actually kind of like a light novel kind of manga-ish but I could really kind of imagine like you know K-pop artist or you know if you are so inclined, you could imagine you could imagine J-pop artists um, in that role. Um, It's called Fist. It has a really weird, the name is not the best, but it's called Fist and Lipsticks. And it's not the best. It's fairly well written. It's kind of cliched, but it's a really it's a good ride. And I would say that it's partly because the author, um, Hero0911, Hero, I guess is what he goes by, um, really seems to know like where he was going with the story. Um, It has a sequel called The um, Fists and Lipsticks to the Silver Crescent, The Silver Crescent. Um, but basically the story is, it's like I say, it's very, it's, this is, this is the summary. He is the notorious yet exceptionally handsome school gang leader. She is the transfer student in his school who is also attractive and also a gang leader. What happens if they meet in exchange a fist, or something more complex like love? Um, Like I said, it's extremely It's cliched in that sense Although there are some things that He does well And that, you know, you don't expect But You actually enjoy You know Expect expecting seeing the things that you expect in this story that you know you would expect in kind of a manga-esque story so the the romance the kind of anime-esque humor the the action it's very well done like you can imagine it being a manga or anime and i was very entertained um and that's really all i ask um out of you know my stories it wasn't the most sophisticated thing i've ever read but it was very entertaining so i will give it props for that and um again my beloved story ocean blue uh, what might have been again not the most amazingly written piece but I think it had a lot of potential so you know but it is unfinished and maybe someone will finish it one day or write something similar to it but it's one of the very few kind of multi-fandom stories out there that was actually you know kind of well done and looked like it had you know some sort of direction um going forward but but if you happen to find it um, if It's a good read for what it is Considering Hi. our topic Tonight any last thoughts?
2: I'm very interested in knowing What other people are reading So I mean if you liked The podcast and you have some recommendations Mention it and we can maybe Have another episode Along the line and you know read Some of the recommendations I feel like that would be kind of cool because I obviously <laughs> I would just be googling fanfics at this point just to figure out what to read so <laughs> yeah. yeah i to hear more from other people about like yeah. what they're reading if and they're I'll, writing
1: and also let us know what your thoughts are on the topic the whole debate and discussion about um real person narratives versus fiction narratives or what have you and the tropes that uh are therein we would love to hear what you have to th- say about what we had to say or what we, maybe what we didn't say.
0: <laughs> All right. Definitely. Um, I think those are both really great ideas and yeah, definitely. Um, we would love to hear more about um, what our listeners are thinking about what we're are just dis- what we're discussing and what their opinions are. So definitely. Any fanfics that you list, that you read or that you write, please write into us and, you know, give us your opinions, um, your thoughts. Where do you go to read um, fanfics or if you even approve of real person fanfic? You know, drop us a line at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. That's one way you can get in contact with us. We're also on Twitter at N-Y-A netizens We are on Instagram at NotYourAverageNetizens. And we also make our home on SoundCloud. Um, that is where you can find the majority of our content. Um, we also are on YouTube and iTunes and Podbean. I would like to thank nat and jimin for joining me for this very illuminating discussion it was really great we got to learn some great things about fan fiction and k-pop and um, hopefully we can do it again if you guys have any ideas the listeners have any ideas for what you would like for us to discuss next also drop us a line, give us some ideas. We are fully um, expecting to do another uh, fandom podcast. So if you guys have any requests or anything that you would like for us to discuss in particular, let us know. And thank you guys for listening as always. And we will catch you on our next podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.